Welcome to Awaken Life Radio, a podcast about being a spiritual being, having a human experience in a world gone mad. Each week, we will be discussing on topics of self-healing, cultivating your intuitive superpowers, getting in the flow with life, and how to be a vessel for planetary service. Creative tension and resistance or like an apparent block, creative block is, it's, it's a fascinating area of contemplation for me because some might tease this apart as like a, as a problem. And sometimes it can be a problem. Sometimes it's just about troubleshooting or like asking different questions. And sometimes it's really about there's this work that's being done in the unconscious or like in the underground. When I approach creativity, I'm having an experience of collaboration with the holy. Hey, hey everyone, Narayani here, and I am here today with my beloved sister, Miss Maria Stark. Hi, Maria. Hi. <laughs> What's up across town? Just uh, chilling and looking out this beautiful afternoon outside of my lovely western facing window with the crystal in the window where the prisms come through and the sun blazes through it and I have a cat sleeping behind me and... Just kicking it. Locating, locating yourself on the wheel. I'm facing you because I'm east facing of my studio, looking towards downtown, towards I know where you live. Mm -hmm. So I'm east facing, mm. looking out the window of my grandparents' uh, beautiful mm. stained glass, colorful art of the hummingbird and the hearts. Mm. Looking mm. at you. So mm. we're here today from Santa Cruz representing and i wanted to talk with you today on awaken life radio because you are one of the people that to me really represents balancing your personal spiritual journey your feminine path of spiritual awakening with service in a way that really inspires a lot of a lot, a lot of people, and I've seen it continue to inspire more people, which is, makes me mm. such a proud sister, mm. and um, mm. in, it, it inspires me to keep going. And I just, I love you so much, and I, mm. I love, I love who we are and who you are. And I think um, a lot of people right now are struggling with, you know, purpose if they haven't already found like what they're doing here. Mm. And I know in the artistic community, as an incredible singer, songwriter, artist that you are, that, you know, creativity, like I remember you posted like, I don't know, mid COVID or something like, you know, like all I could do is create, like that's what I'm here to do. And like, that's what I'm doing. And that's why I'm releasing Sapphire and that's what's happening. And, and it just was one of those, you know, statements that was really simple and obvious, but mm. at the same time, really profound and mm. healing. Um, as someone you know me really well, so very solution oriented, even mm. though I'm a stance for the feminine, I'm very masculine in that way. Mm. And so I felt like, okay, 
there's a solution. Like, just do what you're here to do, you know. And but a lot of people don't quite know what they're here to do. Mm. Can you speak about how you really found the path of of your dharma and of like mm. what you love and um, you know just making a living. I mean, I'm talking about more the back, way back in what like ten years ago or something. <laughs> and you really decided, like, how, like, can you speak about that? Because a lot of people don't even know like how to transform their passion into their purpose to be kind mm. of. Like, Passion and a purpose. Yeah. Um, well, I have a I have a long history of music being something that has ignited my soul and has always um, called me into play. And so, as a child and as a teenager, I was just I was curious about music. I and I let my curiosity lead me, and I had enough support around my curiosity to. Uh, explore unobstructedly uh, things that just I felt like exploring and so it started with the natural discovery process and natural curiosity and Mm. natural curiosity and enjoyment led me into discovering and like cultivating different skills like oh like oh I like the guitar I like listening to the guitar and like how they do that and just like kind of messing around and finding out how to do things that I liked. Um, and so it's like, it's, it's like, it sounds really simple. It's just like, Oh, I just did, did the thing that I liked. Like I just, I figured out like, yeah. why do I, I, and I questioned like, why do I like it? Like, what is it about this that I like? It's that curiosity that then guide, guides one to ask questions that then the parts of us that are looking for answers start to answer these questions that we're asking about what we're curious about. And so I was like, okay, I'm curious about how to write a song. Like, how did they do that? Like, how are these songs so good? Why are they good? You know, like, why do I like them? And, oh, their voice can do that. How can my voice do that? Like, I want to figure out how to open my voice. Like, what's in the way? You know, what do I believe about this? And I was asking myself lots of questions. And then all of that curiosity culminated into studying music at an arts conservatory where they happened to have a program around music therapy that just sparked all of this other curiosity about like spirituality and human development and science of sound and, and, and evolution of consciousness and like the, just like the history of humans. And I was like, Oh my God, this is all, this is like the juice of life. You know, you're 18, 19, you're starting to have these expansions around worldview. And so my worldview was getting expanded. I was in college. I was, and I was building these bridges with creativity. It's just like, okay, ask these interesting questions. Now put yourself in those scenarios and apply creative process to it. And so that was just constant game. Like that was the dojo of my whole college career was like, mm-hmm. learn about this. Now throw yourself into creative process, apply songwriting, apply music therapy principles, build a bridge into your creative process, into those inquiries. Um, and then that has just continued until now where I'm, st- I feel like I'm still doing that. I'm just learning new stuff and applying creativity to it immediately. And like somehow <laughs> so that has built up like, you know, lots of albums, lots of different pro- facilitation programs, lots of, you know, I'm calling them expressive arts 
therapy or expressive arts cultivation, like soul craft programs. And, and, and it continues to sort of be what I'm calling is like curiosity led the, the creator led turned into passion path. Mm-hmm. Purpose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. I'm just taking it in. <laughs> I'm like, mm, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about that, um, that aspect that I know about you that is really self-reflective and, you know, in Awakened Life Radio, I really love talking about self-healing because I feel like it's a curriculum that we didn't have in K through 12. And, mm-hmm. you know, um, now we're getting it mindfulness in schools, how to breathe into your belly, how to quiet your mind you know, and like I was talking with you about, you know, the TikTok thing of reality shifting, like kids are like 18, 19 year olds are like, what? I can meditate and make myself tingle and visualize my future. Like what the hell? So I love that, that like curiosity too, that can just, I mean, I think when, when we're talking about like people who don't know who their, what their purpose is, it's like, what great, what a, what a great thing. You don't have to know yet. Like, it's like, instead of focusing on what your purpose is, it's like, what do you like? Like, what do you enjoy? What turns you on? What makes you excited? Like a little kid discovering something for the first time like what are you interested in right right that that i love that because it reminds me of of sapphire of what's the video what's that like epic epic video is it the stargazer from the album is it what's it called stargazer stargazer right and i had just done this powerful inner healing child with one of my mentors that day when stargazer came out and i was like ah ha 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 (laughs) You know, the pink and the blues. And they're like, oh my God, Marianne's inner child is so happy. Totally. Yeah. Like, oh, they're just like doing what you love. And then we did that class because I I asked you to speak to Soul Sisters group, remember? And the Mm -hmm. theme was like, pleasure. You can have pleasure. And like, you can have pleasure. It's okay to feel good. Hmm. Yeah. And I I found in my own journey that, I I mean, in 2020, I found again and again and again that through the mm, through the curiosity of the pain not just the pleasure but those blocks right what's going on in my own body why can't i what what doesn't feel right about why is what is going on you know that when i have those breakthroughs and when my community my sisters my client students have those breakthroughs like creativity just blasts. Like Mm -hmm. it's been so obvious being in, you know, solo confinement for the most part for a year. Um, To like be with myself, right? And I know that COVID's been an opportunity. Some people are coming out like, you know, healthy and inspired. Some people are like, man, I got to lose the weight. So we have this um, opportunity of self-reflection and self-healing um, for those that are on the journey to learn how to do the work to own your shit, clear your mm-hmm. shit, and then see what wants to emerge. Can you speak about the magic that happens when you know, you just like can't move, can't do it. No, no, blocks, blocks, blocks. And then you have your breakthrough, your cry, your realization, your dream, your orgasm, like whatever that is. Yeah. Walk around the block. And then it's like, like right. Does that happen to you? It's right there. Totally. It just comes. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I'm in a creative 
tension and resistance or like an apparent block creative block is it's it's a fascinating area of contemplation for me because some might tease this apart as like a as a problem and sometimes it can be a problem sometimes it's just about troubleshooting or like asking different questions and sometimes it's really about there's this work that's being done in the unconscious or like in the underground when i approach creativity i'm having an experience of collaboration with the holy and i feel like when i'm Cre called really deeply to create something that there is this completed thing on the other side but that the, the magic is happening in the process of being created by this thing and that like i'm i'm on a journey of soul excavation and that like i happen at the end of the process to have a souvenir you know of the journey which was the the destination but it's really a, a souvenir of what was being cultivated inside of me and transformed within me to become one who is able to like go in from the mystery realms and bring something back that's tangible that can t tell a story about that experience of working with the mystery and so when i think about like creative blocks right like okay i'm having this experience of like there's something on the other side i'm, I'm sensing it i'm calling it i'm like being courted by it it's asking me to grow into someone who is one who is able to do this thing that that i will encounter parts of me that are in resistance to the, whatever stage of growth i'm at you know mm -hmm. it's just like there's it's either resistance around some personal belief system it's resistance around some like some gap in understanding of how to get from a to b to c like there, i just I don't know the map and and there's something in the struggle in the tension of problem solving that is part of the like muscle building of the gym like spiritual gym of the artist who who is like creating beauty from chaos you know and it, it's there's these obstacles that are unavoidable and i think they're they're incredibly important and i also i i see them almost like there's a mycelium network underneath in our subconscious and it's always communicating. It's always working that, you know, mushrooms only grow when the conditions are right. Like the rains come and then like all of a sudden, boom, it's mushrooms. It's like, but that it was happening underneath the surface the whole time. Right. So when we're in this quote, creative block, like we have no idea what underneath is trying to configure in order to put certain puzzle pieces of awareness together so that suddenly the conditions are right for and then the creative energy happens like ooh boom it's mushroom season like it's just erupting now right right but what was happening to prepare and pave the way for that mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah i want to talk about there's a lot in there i love that you're bringing up mushrooms i saw that you have a recent love affair with mushrooms that's awoken, oh, an awakened deeply, love affair. i'm like deeply like a I have an affinity for mushrooms. Like a, it's like a sudden mushrooming of my soul love for mushrooms. <laughs> it's wonderful. <laughs> it's fabulous. Blossom. Um, great, like rainy Santa Cruz winter fascination. There's a bunch of things that you said in there. One is soul excavation, right? I love mm. that term. That's just such a gorgeous term. And let's just start with that. Can we talk a little bit more about the soul excavation? I know I... I know I, I keep 
keep kind of pulling it back to what we're talking about with Awaken Life Radio, but my intention is to really support people that don't have a strong mycelium network or aren't aware of, let's say, aren't aware of the mycelium network of their field and of the world. Mm -hmm. Because of course, we're always connected and, and we know the biggest lie is that we're separate and that we don't have potential or source and that we're stuck and that life ends and all of that is a lie and an illusion. And when we recognize that we're part of this great network and yet we still have individual responsibilities to do our inner work, to do the soul work that I know that you do and that I do and that we get to teach and we get to share. So it's so amazing actually that we get to have people who want to hear our process and that it inspires them. It's like, oh, that's great. Um, Can you talk about some of your deeper process in moving through some of of the basic issues around self-healing? Because we know whether your creativity is you want to be a musician and an artist or like me, I do writing and or create graphic art and stuff. Now I'm going to start painting. Now I want to become a DJ. (laughs) All this creativity is emerging. But even if your creativity, whatever your creativity is, I just want to name that. Your creativity could be designing your future. It could be architect. It could be Mm. making clothes, right? I mean, creativity could be anything from a solution, designing homes or figuring out how to feed your family with a garden. Like there's so many Mm. ways to, Mm. Mm -hmm. to be creative. So just back stepping into that soul excavating process that actually helps you make room to tap into that mycelium magic. Um, Will you talk about your journey? I know that you studied medical Qigong, which is a beautiful rainbow body modality. Um, Mm -hmm. If you guys haven't heard of it, you know, check out medical Qigong. It's really cool if you're lucky to find Mm -hmm. any teachers on that. Um, I barely studied it, but I studied shiatsu and other forms of, you know, meditation and, and initiations. So I have a sense of it and as an energy healer, blah, blah, blah. So when you speak about like that, that thing, like, like what were you working through when you emerged as like, here's my offering, here's my music, like, here's my, dar-. like when you first started, you know, mm. offering, like, what were those things that you were healing in yourself? Mm. And like, what is it that, how does that relate to what it is that, y- how you, like, what you feel like you've been navigating? And is it the same different places in the spiral? Like, what is your journey? How is your journey of yourself healing when you first emerge affected how you come out. Now I'm thinking a lot about the issue of being seen for some reason that's mm-hmm. kind of coming out and being heard. Did you have to navigate through feeling like safe to be seen? And like, how do you work energetically on, um, on, on feeling inspired and safe to be seen and to be heard and to come out with your gifts, knowing that we're all in a process of soul excavation and constant creativity. Awesome. Great question. There's Is a it? lot okay. here. Okay. And Good. I want to, yeah, we'll just slow it down for, to, to get at some different pieces. So one of the, I think, basic principles that I have come to lean into on a consistent basis is that we are born with innate qualities of goodness. Like we're born with these innate wonderful 
qualities and and like a natural human design of wonder and discovery and creativity and curiosity and playfulness like I think that's that's our natural way of being and that everything that isn't that is an is like an acquired idea it's acquired mind it's acquired identity it's something that we learned and picked up along the way and Mm -hmm. so what I realized for me as I started coming into my adulthood where I was like I was able I was like connected to creativity but I was also connected to all of these like stories that that were connected to low self-esteem and beliefs that I had about myself and being good enough and like you know should I do it this way or that way or like which way is going to get me more love and like if I do it this way these people won't think I'm you know doing this thing and but if I do it this way then I'll disconnect and like all this sort of like inner battle ground (laughs) and I think for me studying medical qigong was a really powerful exercise for those of you who don't know medical qigong qigong is um, a word that translates to as uh, energy skill or energy flow and when you apply medical ideas that are based in Chinese medicine it's just like using that way energy flows in the body to create more balanced flows of energy that that are connected to um, different elemental qualities that affect us in different ways. But it's like basically like how do you have healthy organs? How do you have healthy chi body? And what are the things that um, can be obstacles or obstructions to, to the way that the chi the would want to flow in a natural healthy system? And sometimes those obstacles are enhanced by unprocessed emotions that have to do with experiences that we've had that were not our preferred experiences and then the belief systems that we um, acquire based on hard experiences that we've had sometimes early on like things that we can't remember you know from before we were seven or before we were three when our like subconscious mind was forming um, ideas about who we were and who we were supposed to be and like what was going to get us love and what was going to get you know and so ways that we shaped ourselves in order to mold our behavior and our visibility and our, our willingness and how we interacted with others are often t- can be shaped by experiences that are wrought with sort of cultural hypnosis or like ideas that that form tension in the body and that restrict flow of of, of this chi of this like life force energy. So. When I Isn't that basically solo- like the human condition, like codependent? Totally. Like that's well, welcome, welcome to welcome to incarnation, babies. It's a <laughs> wild ride and some sorrow, and we're gonna do our best to build the rainbow bridge into, yeah. you know, the remembrance of our true nature. Anyway, we'll do our best. Exactly. Um, <laughs> yes, we are. We're doing great. <laughs> we're doing good. We're do- every- you guys are doing so good. So good. You're such a good job. Oh um, good job. So, so when I think about soul excavation, it's just it's an I imagine it's a lifelong process. I mean, I'm only 35, so we'll see how long, but I'm, I'm guessing it's lifelong. And it's an excavation of, of discovery, of, of returning back to these original qualities, these innate qualities, and then exploring like the patterns that 
that arise from the human condition and explore like, wow, what do I believe about that pattern that's arising? It's like, oh, wow, I'm having these like big emotions. Like what happened that sparked that? And like, what did I think? What part of my biology is responding versus what part of my subconscious belief? And like, it's, it's a, it, for me, it's a process of self-knowledge and self-regulation and exploring greater and greater depth of being and depth of consciousness as an act of truth to dispel the hypnosis and the trance states of our culture that that perpetuate the lies that we're alone that we're disconnected that we're bad that humans aren't deserving of of like life <laughs> and and a, a, a myriad of other kinds of things that are just in the fabric of the culture based on what you know unhealed wounds of the ages um mm -hmm. so nice for that. me as an artist and soul cultivation it's just like okay like i'm here i'm in the mess of samsara i've incarnated into this realm here we go um who am i in terms of my family who am i in terms of my culture what do i believe based on what's been taught to me and like can i um put it out on the table and then see what else there is if all of those things weren't how I was like you said orienting to my life like what what if I could orient to time and space and to creative life force energy outside of the boxes that I've acquired through a lifetime of conditioned reality yep yep mm -hmm. good answer <laughs> Yeah, and there's so many, many modalities to do this this excavating work. Mm -hmm. Your breath is a modality. So even if you guys don't study like practitioner level studies, just doing that work of awareness and setting that intention to decolonize your brain and your your field mm -hmm. is soul excavation. Mm -hmm. Right. Talk about that a little bit more. So the way that I do that with create, I, I use creativity as one of my um, dojos or like practice rooms to keep in a conversation. So people are like, oh, how do you make creativity your passion and like your purpose and make money? I'm just like, I'm basically constantly just using creativity as my the practice of exposing my true nature to myself the best I can based on just right. being real with what's happening in the moment, not hiding from it, bringing it into the center of my creative process, creating something around it, reflecting on it, doing the next thing. It's just like that's what keeps the energy flowing. And, you know, when people have obstacles, they're like, oh, I'm in a creative you know, red, and I can't just like move in this direction. Um, like that, I, I, per, I also get into creative ruts. And I think I've just trained myself to allow my creative ruts to guide me to a different part of the creative process, rather than to kick me off of the journey of creation. Like it's, it's become more of just like, oh, this particular part of my creative garden needs a pause. Mm -hmm. So I'm gonna go look at the other parts or like try mm -hmm. something different or like get support for this part of the garden because maybe I'm not seeing something that it's getting stuck because of something I can't see yet. Mm -hmm. And then yeah. trusting that process. Yeah. And you have enough experience. It's a funny term under the belt. It's <laughs> Sorry, all under it's such your a belt. Yeah. Woo! yeah it's, you have enough experience <laughs> under your belt. 
<laughs> to be to be able to start to um, just activate those tools and things that you've learned, and and I more probably like in your body, like you have the new patterning to be able to self source or to ask for that ask for that help. Kind of where my mind is going right now is for those people that are, you know, that are creative and get stuck and are like, shit, fuck, I can't do anything. I'm just stuck. It's like, did they have those tools? Do they have that guidance? And is their art and their creativity related to their dharmic path of service? That's something I think one of the reasons you and I became friends so quickly is because we met with projects to do like big things in the world thinking, Mm. you know, a lot of that was, was, you know, planting seeds of things that came into different forms (laughs) over time, but spending time going like we are committed to like fucking waking up the planet and healing ourselves and loving each other and like loving Mm. ourselves unconditionally and doing the inner work. And Mm. some people, I just feel like they, if they haven't had the tools or they don't have the practices of of doing that soul excavating work, whether it's therapy, whether it's, you know, the work that I offer, whether it's the, you know, Rosebart Academy arts, what you're doing. um, If they don't have that, then there is a seeming separation between their own inner work and their work in the world. And so what mm. you've been able to create and something that I feel like I've created as well is like my realizations come right out in paper or in a blog or something. They, they, or they become teachings for my clients or the next person that crosses my path is going to hear my latest realization. Um, you know, so it, it transfers into my, I give it back to my community mm-hmm. and it ins- and we feed each other, which is something so beautiful about awakening community is, you know, we get to feed each other in that. And many people around the world that don't necessarily live in sunny Santa Cruz or don't live in conscious communities, you know, they feel that. And I'm sure you've met people like that too with your online work and stuff who are like, oh, I need community. I need people who get me. I want to feel seen. I want to feel heard. And so sometimes their work is trying to blossom without the garden or all of the, right, like mm-hmm. the the cross-pollinization. So mm-hmm. even just, you know, you and I doing a podcast, be like, oh my God, I had this realization, just think about what we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. And that could inspire, you know, a whole chapter or a whole song or a whole poem and that could affect, benefit all these other people. So I just want to say to you guys that are listening, like, you know, you may find that there's not that bridge because you may not be sharing your inner process in a flow, in, in a way that's flowing and exchanging and cross-pollinating with people that are also going to feed that. And so if you don't feel that, definitely check out what I'm doing, what Amari is doing, you know, either Awaken Life School or... Um, Rosebud Bard Arts, and we'll give a link to that in a little bit, so that you can be part of people that are in this conversation, because that's an mm. equally important part of creative growth and spiritual growth and awakening um, service, mm-hmm. is to be able to practice and play with how we share and what we're sharing um, mm. in a safe way, so that as we do emerge in, you know, putting a song, like you were on NPR, like in November, like what, you know, like for, for, sharing on that scale, it didn't just come out of nothing. It came out of you, you know, singing like, oh my God, you guys, I'm going to sing this like in a coffee shop 10 years ago or, you know, Cafe Gratitude, wherever we were, (laughs) you know, a queen song. And and I remember that girl. I remember that young woman. And now I see you now. And I know that that garden and that um, life force has been, you know, something that you've been 
co that you've been in the process of co creativity with. Um, and it's so good. It's so helpful. You know, it's so helpful just to have that. It's so different because you, then you have the evidence that you're not alone and it helps, <laughs> right? It definitely helps. Yeah. So, so self-healing is really kind of the first thing sometimes or seemingly first, although there's all these things happening at the same time. So do you have the tools to write do we have tools? And you have a really beautiful tool. I love, I love the womb work and the womb mapping. Um, I don't know if you called it womb mapping, but that was what I experienced when we did the um, womb mandala, you know, and soul mm -hmm. sister group. It's like, mm -hmm. oh, you have these ways. I have meditate. I do a lot of sitting. I just sit and I just listen and I breathe and I feel and I track and things just emerge like that. And I find that if I don't move through it, I start pissing off people around me. I feel out of flow with my environment. You know, I'm the money, I stress. And so it has to move out, mm. right? It has to transform just to feel healthy, just to feel vitality, you know? Mm. So that's why I feel like you and I don't talk as much about it. I do some of that, like with juicing and here's like my latest cleanse and whatever. I feel like, the process of, of self-healing is so rich in its own, but if it's just about you and your self-healing and it's not being transformed into a, a, a dedication or service or a way that you're helping others, there's a, that, sometimes that's where the stagnation is and then the spiral goes the other direction and people start spiraling down and go kind of gray. You know, mm. we all have that and you feel isolated, right? <clears throat> I think humans thrive when we're serving, when we're like helping other people. I think we're, it's part of our way of being. Like someone, I was just uh, talking to my partner, he's reading a book and he's talking about like the power of, the upside of stress, right? Where it's like, oh, we have this story like stress is bad for you, stress is bad for you. And that, that there's actually all this research that, that is showing certain kinds of stress that can actually help people thrive. And that like mm. if when people were taking a vacation, right, they had vacation time, um, the people who did community service on their vacation time actually reported feeling more well rested mm. at the end of it or having like the, the fear of not of time of not enough time didn't it went away because they were in the flow of service. And I think I thought that was really beautiful, you know, and when I hear this sort of flow coming from you, like how to, I heard a couple of things, right? Like how to transform, like, right. Like what are the tools that help keep us in the flow with ourselves? What are the, and what are the, like some people just have a natural, like their creativity is, like an example of their dharma, but not everyone necessarily knows what that is, but still wants to be connected to creativity and have purpose, even if they're not an artist, like not like a, tr you know, trained professional artist, like the still how to like still be in creative flow and have that um, infuse their sense of service. And I, so a couple of things I want to share, like one, I think that every like humans are innately creative. And I think that when we're tapped into creativity for fun and pleasure, that it, 
it it will spill over into whatever is ours to do. And I think that whatever is ours to do as part of a greater network of human family, whether it's to show up and be a teacher or show up and care for the kids that day or show up and, and do whatever it is, dig in the dirt, you know, like be a part of the, build, you know, build crew. Like there's a lot of ways to be, to contribute life force energy to this thing that we call the village circuit. And, and that when we give time for things that are just for like our own creative enjoyment, I think that we can bring whatever we discover and infuse that joy of creative expression into like, oh, wow, this build that I'm doing. And now I actually have new ideas because I'm seeing it differently because I spent some time working on a guitar song and I learned a new trick over here and it's actually opening up my mind over here. And now all of a sudden, like, oh, wow, I love building. Like, what if I added art to this building? And now suddenly someone's taken something that we can see as mundane, right? Like, oh, it's mm -hmm. just building. I have to build because people need to build stuff. And like, is suddenly having an experience of that being a, a, a magical thing. And I think that we can make anything that is apparently mundane and see the deeper magic of it. And so that's why I think of like, oh, people who are, who are not necessarily, oh, I'm not an author, but I love to write. Like what, do, you know, it's like, well, do what you love. And then how does that change how you see the world and where you can see yourself in your world as being part of the magic that's naturally happening anyway? So mm -hmm. I think I see that as being part of it's like bringing passion to whatever you're doing and that that in itself itself is a purposeful act. It's like oh, making every day mm -hmm. part of this purposeful act of bringing that quality of self and quality of, of, of enjoyment of life. Then right. that from there, we get new ideas of how to, to make more of that. Right. And I love, I just love like the magical witch's path and the like indigenous path of offerings. I remember you sharing with me a few years ago that you were like leaving little stacks of pennies around town or like quarters or something, you know, and, and, you know, you have this like Tibetan Buddhist lineage as well. And I have this yoga lineage and, you know, somehow along the way and all the different things and all the, the, you know, Dakota initiations and stuff, like somehow I found that offerings are the way, you know, little offerings are the way, whether it's, you know, when I drink something, a little water on the ground, you know, my African friends do that, you know, or it's, you know, pennies on the corner or like leaving, you know, giving away free food downtown or, or saying, singing a song is an offering to the ocean, you know, which I do a lot. I just go down to the water and sing a song, you know, it's like, you know, not a performance. It's just a song that I'm singing to the ocean, you know, that that helps me stay in that flow of offering. And for some reason that's coming in for you guys listening who haven't, who don't feel like you've actualized, like living your Dharma as your main, um, like work. If you feel that real separation between your inner work and like how you show up with your work, like you may want to nurture that through what you're saying, just like do what you love, find the pleasure, like create new neural pathways by externally doing, like it can go into out or out to in, right? Like you see mm. the archetype of something that you haven't experienced before, you start to get an imprint and somehow um, through the laws of vibration, you're calling that or longer that or that's in you remembering that in your DNA mm -hmm. um, or remembering the future, you know, whatever, however, you know, you want to perceive um, the reflections that show up in your life. And so there's something about like 
creating, like doing offerings, doing magic that gets you in the template mm -hmm. that prepares when those opportunities come, you have the, um, the impulse and mm. the frequency to, to create in a new way. Mm -hmm. So there's, there's these other layers that, that are, I think really like the feminine way, because you're, you're creating the container, the vessel, you're honoring that through, mm. you know, through feeding the field with, with those practices of offering and of pleasure and of connecting with community and, and being part of that mycelium network. There's that again, that's always there, like the trend <laughs> under the ground. <laughs> do, you, do you have any interest to sing a song for us? I could sing a song. It's a surprise talk. question. I just thought that might be a nice way to close out. We've been talking about a bunch of stuff and um, because this is, um, I wanted to make this podcast in the length of, you know, bite size length. So it didn't overwhelm you, although we could talk all day. I kind of, I kind of like threw it on you. I was like, and you will sing a song. <laughs> um, we've been able to create some, some cool stuff um, for the awakening map for the 12 sacred themes. There is there are songs, there are chants that Maria created when she did expressive arts with me as we ran the themes, um, theme training in a community circle many years ago in Santa Cruz. And I play them on retreat when we work with the themes and the women love them. And so I'm not sure by the time this recording is live if it's come out yet, but there will be a release eventually of these beautiful songs. What are you going to play for us? Yeah, I'm going to sing a song called the Prosperity Codex. I was going to play a guitar song, but I, I wanted to sing this one. Since we're talking about tools of empowerment and reminders of innate qualities. So this is a song called Prosperity Codex, and it was inspired by all of these magical stones that are related to different qualities of generosity. So these are stones that are that are related to prosperity, but it's the idea that we're like putting these, we're connecting to these rays of energy, these lights and these innate qualities of magic within us that, that this actually by generating this alchemical rainbow elixir inside of our, ourselves through this like crystal song that we can actually be calm uh, a, a generous, generative uh, being with whatever it is that is ours to do. So that's Perfect. what this song is about. And I'll just jump right into it. Great. Mm -hmm. Healing codes revealing an amethyst light in the 
crest of my eye Violet flame burns bright with the wise and emerald light in the palm of my hands Flowing forth to restore these lands in the citrine light in the sun of my hearth Amber warming star seeds forming in time and light in the bones of my spine Rivers rising, bliss igniting, ruby light at the root of my tongue Opening song lines sung from the mother of the sapphire light at the seat of my heart Timelines healing, codes revealing an amethyst light in the crest of my eye Violet flame burns bright with the wise and emerald light in the palm of my hands Flowing forth to restore these lands in the citrine light in the sun of my hearth Amber warming star seeds forming in diamond light in the bones of my spine Rivers rising, bliss igniting, ruby light at the root of my tongue Opening song lines sung from the mother of the sapphire light at the seat of my Yay. Thank you. Thank so, you. So good. Thank you. Beautiful activation. Those of you who don't know, Maria is really good at looping. So that was live. All the parts. <laughs> she just had to have a looper right at her fingertips at any given moment. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Such a beautiful activation. 
How can our community um, follow up with you? Well, um, I have a bunch of music on all over the place on Spotify, on Bandcamp. You can come add it to your playlists, come download it. And, and then I'm teaching classes online for voice and womb and creativity and songwriting. And so there's various courses throughout the year. Come tune into the Rosebart Academy, rosebartacademy.com and maria-stark.com to check out my music and my offerings. I'd love to make songs with you and jam out. Yay. I want to take a song class. I'm going to do it. I'm going to take a class do with it. you. I'm going to do it because I want to, just because it would bring pleasure and joy. And I'm curious. What was I know that one time. Well, that one time I did that one class. You're like, turn that poem into a song in front of a group of people. I'm like, and no. <laughs> so next time I'll say yes. A woman's prerogative. Just yes. Say that's no. That's right. No mean say yes to the no. Right. Exactly. Oh, what are you saying yes to? I'm saying yes to no. Thank you so much. Well, thank <laughs> you. Um, I know we can keep going and on and on, and we will. God willing, God is willing, um, us willing. And I hope this, if this was helpful for you guys, let us know. Can't we tear your feedback? Thank you so much. Thank you so much for checking out today's episode. If you love the show, and we sure hope you did, please like and subscribe to Awaken Life Radio on iTunes or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Make sure to also check out narayanigaya.com for offerings on private sessions, mentorship, and classes to support you in your awakening journey. Thank you so much. Namaste. Namaste.